Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, our continuation, our part two of this week's LISC discussion. And if you've been listening and you wonder what everything that I just talked about has to do with LISC, what we know for sure about LISC, about the Long Island serial killers, killers, S, at the end. There's no way one guy did this. Killers. If you're wondering what all of this has to do, here's the truth. We don't know who killed these women and and one, one man and a toddler. But we know who covered up what happened. It's Jimmy Burke, who was appointed by Steve Ballone, the county executive, and the two of them together covered up the LISC investigation. They got everybody out, including the feds. They had the feds leave. And if you want to see how they can cover something up, they covered up the beating of Christopher Loeb by Jimmy Burke, police chief, beating him up and and if you think that isn't a big deal, well, Ballone's hand-picked police chief did 46 year, months, 46 months in federal prison for doing it. Pled guilty, copped a plea, no case that would have been scathing, scathing for Ballone for Bobby Strickoff, his lifelong friend, and Spoda. And Burke, I was going to say, fell on the sword. He did it. He beat up Christopher Loeb, who was handcuffed at the time, and he beat the living hell out of him. But Jimmy, without blinking an eye, said, no way am I doing a trial. Can't. The same way he stopped in 1999... He had his attorney stop a deposition after 10 questions. 10 questions when 250 were going to be asked of him about Heather Malone during her divorce of Guy Malone about running a prostitution ring. Which is a fact. I mean, I could I could show you all. If I could, if you looked at the information that Guy Malone gave, there's not a sane person in the world that would say, "Oh, no prostitution ring." So a guy in '99 who all but admitted to running a prostitution ring stopped after ten questions, stopped the deposition, had his lawyers stop it. And they lost that case. They just gave up on the divorce case on right in the middle of it because the 240 other questions would have been devastating and proved that he, as a detective, was running a prostitution ring. So Steve Ballone, 
was it 12 years later? Is that my math right? 13 years later, appointed Jimmy Burke with all of this police knowledge, the IA report, appointed this guy to be police chief. That move gave complete control of the police department to Blown and his his buddy, Jimmy Burke, who, again, either either is in league 100% with Blown and Strickloff with whatever they do, allegedly, 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 or Jimmy Burke had so much on Steve Ballone before he became county exec that he wouldn't dare say no to Jimmy Burke. And again, if you need further proof that Burke controlled the situation, that Jimmy Burke, police chief, handpicked by Steve Ballone, who wants to run for governor, can you imagine? This guy, the most corrupt county executive in the history of Suffolk County, by far, nobody even close, Nobody even close. And his handpicked police chief, who along with Ballone, for a fact, chased the FBI out. Chased the feds out of a serial killing and two other serious investigations, MS-13, the gang task force. Got the feds out of everything. And then... Jimmy Burke, as police chief, is responsible after being appointed by his buddy, Steve Malone, for taking down Spoda and McPartland, the DA, and the DA's chief aide, who are both going to do five years on this same thing. So, Lisk... Anybody wonder why we have a belt after 10 years? Like, how can you cover up something? They covered this up. They did a very poor job because they got busted doing it. You know how much easier it is to cover up whatever happened with all of this because of the interconnected relationships, political relationships, law enforcement, when we talk about Burke, relationships of a serial killing. They covered up a serial killing in the investigation of a serial killing. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, but it's very believable. I mean, they covered up, they went way out of their way to cover up the low beating. No murder involved there. But they knew it was serious. Let me give you an example here. And I don't know Lieutenant James Hickey at all. But by all accounts, this was a very close friend of Jimmy Burke. Work friend, at least. And his name came up several times in the sentencing yesterday. Spoder and McPartland. But let me give you one little side note 
because it's amazing to me. And I've never done, before this, before I started doing this, I never did true crime or, or, or covered any kind of criminal trials. But during the Spoda trial, Jimmy Hickey, Lieutenant James Hickey, testified that he was going to see Jimmy Burke, his friend, dear friend, good friend. And he was nervous, and I'm paraphrasing here. He was, he was afraid that when he went to see Jimmy Burke, that he was going to get killed. And the amazing thing to me is when I heard that, I'm thinking it's going to be a big headline or it would be big in the case of Spoda McPartland. But just think about it for a second. It just went passing by everybody. But I have friends and I fight with friends. I argue with friends and sometimes even big arguments with friends. I've never once in my life said, God, I'm going to see my friend. I hope I don't get killed. I hope my friend doesn't kill me. Gee, I'm going to see Bill. We had an argument. God, I hope he don't kill me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, just think about it. You got friends, right? You got good friends. How often did you go to see them after an argument, after a fight? Did you seriously consider the fact that you might get killed when you see them? <laughs> what is it, The Sopranos? I, I mean, are you are you kidding me? But Lieutenant James Hickey said that. He swore in, in federal court. And it's and, and it's not even an afterthought. Like Newsday didn't have this big headline saying Hickey testifies that he was afraid Burke would kill him. I don't think there was a single headline about it. It was mentioned in an article. But, I mean, to me, that's that's a headline, right? A <laughs> guy thinks Jimmy Burke is going to kill him. His friend thought he was going to kill him. Steve Ballone appointed Jimmy Burke to be police chief of Suffolk County Police Department. Steve Ballone, who wants to run for governor, think about it, is by far, is by far, without question, the most corrupt county executive that has ever existed in, in Suffolk County. Anyway, again, I'll say it again. I don't even know who is in second place. You can say what you want. You can say, you know, you, you want to bring up Levy? He gave up $4 million. We don't know what Levy gave up $4 million for, right? I remember Newsday and Spoda going after Levy after he switched right from the Democrat to the Republican, and they went after him. And then they got him, and he gave up $4 million. Now, anybody who knows Levy, he's not a very generous guy with his money. He doesn't throw his money around. I, Steve Levy wouldn't give up $4,000 for no reason. So we don't know what happened there. But you can't say 
you can't say that's even close. We don't know what he did. There was no follow-up even in Newsday saying, what well, you know what he did? This is what he did. This is why he gave up $4 million. So don't even put Levy in the same category as Ballone. Ballone appointed Jimmy Burke to be police chief, immediately got the former police commissioner, who basically was, Jimmy was taken over for, he took police chief so he can get overtime and get more, more money. He would have taken commissioner if that worked. He gave him whatever he wanted. Right? So Steve Ballone puts in Jimmy Burke. They get rid of the commissioner, and they get rid of the, the head of the investigation, Dominic Verone, the uh, detective in charge, and they get rid of the feds, and they stop an investigation on a serial killing, and they don't even ask those guys what they knew. And I've said this a million times, as far as I can tell, and any time there's anybody from Oak Beach that is willing to talk to me, they know I call. You know, I call, I talk to them, I sit with them, I buy them lunch. Oak Beach, Gilgo, West Gilgo, whatever. I will, I will meet and I will ask questions. What I got is that the, the whole investigation after that point, after Jimmy Burke and Steve Ballone kicked the FBI out, basically 13 elderly people were asked to look at pictures of beautiful young women who were murdered in their 20s. And they were asked 80-year-old people, 70-year-old people, who never would have seen these people in a million years because they don't go to parties at Bobby Strickloff's house or wherever these people allegedly, allegedly, allegedly go. Strickloff's house, which is also friends of Steve Ballone. We're not saying anybody killed these people. Killed these women, for the most part, women. But what we are saying is that they covered it up. They covered up Lisk. And if you want to see how they operate, read the transcript or watch the film if they have it of the prosecutors who did a, you know, did a great job. The prosecutors going through this. By the way, when I say this, I mean the sentencing of Spoda and McPartland. Jimmy Burke's name came up so often in the sentencing and the arguments uh, from both sides, uh, on both sides. And Spoda's Attorneys, defense attorneys, and McPartland's defense attorneys brought up Jimmy Burke in, in the sense, and I'm doing the, the shorthand version of it, basically saying, well, he's the one who did this. Jimmy Burke's the one who did this. Don't give these guys the same amount of time you gave Jimmy Burke. But when they said Jimmy Burke, they said Jimmy Burke as if everybody in the world knows Jimmy Burke. Or, and I'm talking about the defense attorneys here, McPartland's defense attorney and Spoda's criminal defense attorney. They were saying, oh, Jimmy Burke, when you're Jimmy Burke. The prosecutors, when they said Jimmy Burke, Jimmy Burke, Jimmy Burke, they almost said it 
like everybody knows Jimmy Burke is a criminal. Of course, he did the 46 months. But they said it like so knowingly that we all knew that everybody listening, the judge knew, Jimmy Burke, you know, Jimmy Burke. I'll remind you, Jimmy Burke was appointed by Steve Ballone. When you hear Jimmy Burke's name and you hear these people saying, basically, you know, criminal Jimmy Burke, criminal mastermind Jimmy Burke, criminal thug Jimmy Burke, Steve Ballone put him in charge of the whole police department in Suffolk County. Steve Ballone appointed Jimmy Burke and it started all of this. This is almost unbelievable, right? It's almost unbelievable. The The fact that they would get, he'd get Jimmy Burke in there with 2,000 page internal affairs report that McPartland tried to get and, and destroy. Tim Sinney, the, the current DA, handled uh, Jimmy Burke for 15 months. He, handled, he didn't handle anything, right? Uh, he, he was his boss for 15 months. Did nothing to get rid of him. He didn't fire him. He didn't discipline him. Steve Ballone was his boss the whole time. They left mutually. Jimmy Burke, Steve Ballone put out a mutual statement. And again, by the way, I talked to yesterday, I talked to a dear friend of Jimmy Burke's. Dear friend of Jimmy Burke. And I said, what, is, what does Jimmy think of, what does Jimmy think of uh, Ballone? He says he loves Steve. And I said, wow, yeah. He's, he said, yeah, yeah, Steve's stuck by Jimmy and Jimmy's stuck by Steve. Those guys were tight. I don't know if they're still tight. Those guys were tight. Just think about it. I know a guy who walked up to Steve Ballone right after the Loeb thing became the Loeb thing. I'm, it's like I'm minimizing. After it was understood that Jimmy Burke beat the crap out of this guy who was handcuffed, a prisoner who was handcuffed, Christopher Loeb. And this, this guy I know, I'm not going to give his name. He said it on background. So I could use it, but I can't say his name. And he saw Steve and he says, uh, he said, wow, you heard about this. So you got to discipline Jimmy Burke. And Ballone turned away and he said, Jimmy Burke? No, I'm not going to. What are you talking about? I'm not going to discipline Jimmy Burke. And the guy said, well, you, you got to discipline him, right? He beat the hell out of this guy. He was handcuffed and he was like, no way. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. And he was like scared, like even of the thought. That's Steve, Steve that's Governor Ballone right there and then to cover up this insanity not the the serial killing which is a whole other story but to cover up the beating of of Christopher Loeb it took down Spoda and McPartland and took them down and is sending them to prison for five years it if you went to Hollywood, to any studio in Hollywood, and gave them a treatment and said, here's, here's the most corrupt county exec that you could ever imagine. 
his police chief, his DA, his uh, head, well, the DA's head of political corruption, who was covering up his handpicked DA, they all went to jail, these guys. Plus, he's covering up a serial killing. And he and his new handpicked DA, Tim Sinney, didn't even discipline Jimmy Burke when they were his boss after they knew we beat this guy up that led to three people going to jail. Burke, not jail, prison, by the way. Burke, Spoda, and McPartland. The administration. Well, the Balone administration. If you put a treatment together for Hollywood, they would laugh at you. They would say no one would believe this kind of corruption. It's silly. It's it's too outrageous. It's like, imagine the first people that brought Sharknado to a producer. They'd be like, oh, come on. This is... This is ridiculous. Is it? I, I mean, this is this is like Bologna NATO. This is unbelievable. It is so shockingly corrupt. And Bologna and Burke together covered up the serial killing. They haven't been in trouble for that. By the way, Bologna, you know, take a look at his financials. He has criminal attorneys that he's paid a lot of money to. But here's, here's the last thing I'm going to leave you with. And it's a trivia question. It's a pretty easy one to answer if you think about it. The feds who wanted to nail Spoda and McPartland for the cover-up of Jimmy Burke, there was one blatant, blatantly obvious witness to call. Would have been great. The county executive of Suffolk County, Steve Ballone. Don't you think they wish they could have called the county executive, Steve Ballone, to testify against Tom Spoda, the DA that he so bravely, right, when Spoda couldn't say a word, he did this big show. Spoda must step down. Didn't say Burke had to stop step down. He could have fired him. He couldn't fire uh, Spoda. But Spoda couldn't say a word. Couldn't say a word. And he comes out and he attacks him. Very smart move politically by Ballone. Very smart move. And, uh, and of course, uh, he called them a crime family and all of this. Why didn't the feds... Why didn't the feds call Steve Ballone to testify against... Tom Spoda and Chris McPartland. The answer is because he had so many investigations against him locally, federally. He and his friend Bobby Strickoff was so corrupt and also corrupt that the feds couldn't possibly put him on the stand. First question they're going to say is the the defense attorneys are going to say, who appointed Jimmy Burke to be police commissioner? Well, police chief, I'm sorry. Should have been commissioner, but, you know, he didn't want that. He wanted chief. Who appointed Jimmy Burke police chief? I did. Steve Ballone did. From there, it just falls apart. Are you being investigated by any federal agencies?
Yes. Are you being federal? Are you being investigated, or Bobby Strickoff, or both of you being investigated by local TAs? Yes. It's it's over. Right? Spoda and McPartland's people, their attorneys would have made mincemeat out of them. Just ask yourself that question. Why wasn't Steve Ballone called as a witness in the Spoda and McPartland trial? They it was a dynamic trial. It was a hard fought trial. They called all kinds of cops. By the way, Jimmy Burke destroyed the careers, the reputations of of so many cops, so many you know people that wanted to do the right thing and just wanted to work. They got pressured into it by Burke and according to the feds, Spoda and McPartland. With the pushing from Burke, who again was appointed by one person, Steve Ballone. So the feds couldn't possibly call Steve Ballone because he's unbelievably way too corrupt. And again, I'll say it again. Steve Malone, you are so far ahead of any county executive when it comes to corruption. And yesterday solidified it. Two more guys because of you and your appointment of Jimmy Burke are going away for five years. And I don't say this with any, uh, any joy or sorrow. It's just stating a fact. Because you... Steve Malone appointed Jimmy Burke. It led to this cascade. It led to this chain reaction. And how do you feel? He's asking to run for governor. The feds couldn't call him. Not on a bet would they have called. They would have, their whole case would have fell apart. He's just way too corrupt. Steve Malone is by far, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, at this point, it's official. Steve Ballone heads up the most corrupt administration in the history of Suffolk County executive that we've ever had. And I don't even know who is second worst. He's so far ahead of everyone else. Steve Ballone, Jimmy Burke. When you hear the name Jimmy Burke, immediately think Steve Ballone. And I thank all of you for listening. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, you've been listening to our LISC series, our weekly LISC series. Binge listen to everything else that we've been doing. And we have some very, very interesting things coming up. And Steve, you're going to want to tune in for these. And uh, your pursuit of, of governor... Uh, we wish you luck. Why don't you come on the show and answer some of these questions and prove us wrong. Prove me wrong. We will give you every opportunity to answer, but we want you on the show. Frank McKay, signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.